0: Especially with 2020 behind us and the beginning of 2021 bringing new challenges, Dr. King helps us maintain hope and gives us strength every day. His faith in American democracy, despite the period he lived in being heavy with racism, gives us reason to have faith in American democracy today in the face of white supremacy. His persistence, despite numerous setbacks, inspires our own. He proved that we need to dream big and voice our dreams and set out to demand change, no matter the opposition we face or how impossible it seems. He stays by our side and gives us the strength we need to keep going.
1: What does Dr. King mean to me? Well, as a young African-American child growing up in California in the U.S., My grandfather on my mother's side was very instrumental in the civil rights movement. Um, My grandfather was actually colleagues with Dr. King and worked with him quite a bit with the boycotts, with speaking out, reaching out to different churches for support and the organization. I have a picture that my mom always kept on our mantle with Dr. King, my grandfather, and Ralph Abernathy during the Montgomery bus boycotts. So Dr. King is family to me. It's important that we teach our children not only to accept others, but also to know that everyone's fight and journey should be recognized and really applauded. When I was a child, it I appreciated when others would come to me um, and share things about my history and my family and what it meant to be black or African-American, living up, growing and, and living in America. However, the most important piece to me that was genuine and sincere was when people walked and talked and their actions matched their words. And so I would strongly encourage each of us to really take a minute and sit and reflect on what we're doing to support others and how we, through our own actions and words, can influence history and how powerful that is. We all have a choice, right? At the end of the day, we can say, I agree or I disagree. I support you or I don't support you. And more than that, it, it has to be an urgency for all of us in knowing that if some of us truly are not experiencing the freedoms that all of us have, then we need to stand up for that. And so that's what Dr. King means to me. And I appreciate that our high school students are bringing others together with different perspectives and backgrounds and allowing us to share out, but more than that, I hope that Dr. King's legacy, again, does not turn into a remembrance of a day, but truly becomes exhibited in what we teach our students, what we say in our classrooms, even what we as parents share with our children around the dinner table. But it becomes something that we live by and something that's important.
2: What does Dr. Martin Luther King mean to me? He's someone that has impacted my life beyond words, beyond measure. He has helped to shape my belief system and my value system and how I view others. Also the importance that each individual has in shaping our planet to be a better place, ensuring that all have an equal opportunity to pursue their happiness. What I've grown to learn from people like Dr. King and others like him, we fear those things we don't understand. And that fear can turn to hatred because we hate those things that frighten us. And if we educate ourselves and come to a common understanding that we all are one human race who occupies this beautiful planet. And if we can come together and work together and forget about our differences, whether we understand those differences or not, being different makes you unique. It makes you special. Value that. Embrace that. And if you see someone's differences not being valued, not being embraced, I think Dr. King would want you to know it's okay to speak up for yourself. It's okay to speak up for others. Dr. King gave me the courage and empowered me and made me realize I had a voice at a time in my life when I needed that courage to speak out against racial inequalities and injustices that I saw happening on a weekly basis. If Dr. King can empower me to do this, he and others like him can encourage you and empower you to do the same.
3: This generation is engaged in a cold war, not only with the earlier generation, but with the values of its society. It is not the familiar and normal hostility of the young groping for independence, It has a new quality of bitter antagonism and confused anger which suggests basic issues are being contested. These are unprecedented attitudes because this generation was born and matured in unprecedented conditions. This is a generation that truly has no place to hide and no place to find security. These are evils enough to send a reason reeling. The tempest of evils provides the answer for those adults who ask why this young generation is so unfathomable, so alienated. For the young people of today, peace and social tranquillity are as unreal and remote as night-errantry.
4: Martin Luther King Jr. is our national bard, our national soothsayer. He is a prophet prophesying the path to equality, to harmony, to liberty and justice for all. The events of Tuesday, January 6, 2021 at the United States Capitol building remind us that this vision for the future is far from realized and that the path toward this ideal Will require a renewed commitment by everyone to bravery, courage, and conviction. I am so grateful that we have so many disciples of this mighty prophet to light this path for us. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Stacey Abrams, Raphael Warnock, Kamala Harris, to name only a few, whose brave examples drive me to reflect upon my own role in realizing King's dream, our dream. In what has become known as his mountaintop speech, delivered the day before his murder, Dr. King reminds us, quote, only when it is dark enough can you see the stars, unquote. Well, it's pretty dark right now. And paradoxically enough, it is this darkness that now grants us the gift of seeing the stars of justice before us. We must now not only gaze at the stars, we must reach for them. Dr. King reminds me that we will get there, no matter how painful the task. Thank you, Dr. King, for this reminder to continue reaching.
5: So in thinking about what Dr. King's legacy means to me, uh, I can share a story about uh, the last time I went back home. So I went back home to the US to visit my folks and uh, my neighborhood was hosting a block party, like a potluck. And my family is the last remaining founding residents of our neighborhood, meaning before we moved to this neighborhood, it was just nothing but farmland. So all of our neighbors have sort of turned over, they moved, so they're all more recent additions to the neighborhood than we are. So this is essentially my hood. Um, and we've been there for nearly 30 years. And I say this because in approaching these neighbors, uh, I've been interrogated before by, by neighbors who I've never met before and were complete strangers, but it's only because as grown adults, we live very different lives. And in encountering my neighbors, they'll interrogate me. Where are you from? Do you really live in that house? How come I've never seen you around before? Are you are you really in the right neighborhood? And. As a non-white American, I've grown accustomed to these kinds of interactions, that it's not necessarily born out of racism. It's born out of a failure to embody Dr. King's legacy. Right. So all of these neighbors are likely very well educated in Dr. King's work and Dr. King's legacy and his civil rights projects and his movements. But to them, it's only a classroom lesson. It's not a lifelong endeavor. And this is the last hurdle and I, I want to communicate uh, that if we truly want to honor Dr. King's legacy, we have to embody it, right? So he's no longer around to do so. We have to take the, the torch and continue to run with it. That's, that's what I was thinking about this year for Martin Luther King Day.
3: It is ironic that today so many educators and sociologists are seeking methods to instill middle class values in Negro youth as an ideal in social development. It was precisely when young Negroes threw off their middle class values that they made an historic social contribution. When they cheerfully became jailbirds and troublemakers, they challenged and inspired white youth to emulate them. Many left school, not to abandon learning, but to seek it in more direct ways. They were constructive school dropouts, a variety that strengthened society and themselves.
5: Ode to Martin Intrepid poet slithers deep within the sightless tunnel under crumbling vitriol leading the weary without a light but with a rose and a curved shovel of justice he swiftly picks and digs our aching history his heart reverberates and rattles the masks we wear and his words blast the foundations we are scared to trod this love eruption sings to us all and opens the fragile earth revealing restless caves unexplored and raw giving us the real dream and blades of real words to claw for peace and speak the churning american dirt and the world's deep blue heart into a courageous bridge of hope
6: Martin Luther King brought people together.
3: The blanket of fear was lifted by Negro youth. When they took their struggle to the streets, a new spirit of resistance was born. Inspired by the boldness and ingenuity of Negroes, White youth stirred into action and formed an alliance that aroused the conscience of the nation. Young Negroes had traditionally imitated whites in dress, conduct, and thought in a rigid middle-class pattern. Gunnar Myrdal described them as exaggerated Americans. Now they ceased imitating and began initiating. This was a revolutionary and wholesome development for both.
7: To me, Martin Luther King Jr. and his story mean hope, bravery, and ambition, and show the impact of perseverance. Even during the enormous period of racism he lived in, he would not back down and kept on fighting and protesting for what he believed in, even after being arrested multiple times. His perseverance and ambition is beyond inspiring. He showed us that we need to voice what we believe in and take action, no matter the challenges and obstacles we have to overcome. When I think of Martin Luther King Jr., I feel brave because that's exactly what he was. He faced so many challenges along the way, but he never gave up. His story shows me how much of a difference one's voice can make. He makes me feel strong and reminds me that my voice is important and heard. During these uncertain times, I think it is important to remember Dr. King, because without him, we would live in a completely different world. He will always remain one of the most important anti-racism activists, and he is greatly missed.
8: There are so many things that we can learn from Martin Luther King, Jr. He lived an extraordinary life. He served his country to the very end. He made people think he made people act. He made people wiser. He had a vision for the world that I think is going to influence generations to come, and I would like to read a short excerpt from one of his sermons about loving your enemies. He said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Hate multiplies hate. Violence multiplies violence, and toughness multiplies toughness in a descending spiral of destruction. This is just one of the many truths that he has taught us about peace and nonviolence. I cannot and will not imagine what our world would look like if he'd just simply given up or been too afraid to share his beliefs with the world. He was not perfect. In fact, he was deeply flawed. But that just means that he was human, and despite his flaws, he made lasting change. And that inspires me, at least, to do the same. We truly need more people like him.
9: For me, Martin Luther King Jr., or MLK, is a deserving granite figure in America's capital and history. I'm amid reading a 1,000-page Pulitzer Prize-winning book, Parting the Waters. Its byline should have been, why the civil rights movement almost never happened, never succeeded, and was never inevitable. The author notes that MLK respected Gandhi's habit for, quote, internal criticism. In contrast to Gandhi, MLK said that, quote, most of us have an amazing capacity for external criticism. We can always see the evil in others. We can always see the evil in our oppressors, end quote. But MLK always sought to inspire the better angels of ours and our oppressor's nature. And it was not because he was a fool. He saw the worst of human nature's demons as a bomb exploded and a cross burned threateningly in his family's front yard. He knew that people can be mean, really, really mean. It would have been no surprise if he were to read the hateful things that populate students' chats and conversations within our community. He knew that the hateful and violent people do not only belong to the other, someone in a different political party, religion, or race. In MLK's view of the world, those hateful, external, and other people, in so many ways, are dangerously just like us. Just weeks after his I Have a Dream speech, a Birmingham church was bombed and four teenage girls were killed. Their deaths were even celebrated by some. MLK's response was not only to decry the white privilege and horrific suffering, but to call people everywhere to remember our common humanity. He said, quote, in spite of the darkness of this hour, we must not become bitter. We must not lose faith in our white brothers. Somehow he was able to see the good, the humanity, on both sides while condemning the evil. For some critics, this made him a naive idealist, an Uncle Tom house slave, and accommodationist yearning for fame and acceptance by white elites. As with all criticism, there were pieces of truth in it. But those pieces do not comprise the whole. None of his most virulent critics were the vanguards of a civil rights bill that altered American institutions and the Voting Rights Act that is changing his Georgia today. While some critics called for separatism, which was certainly understandable with the pain they had experienced. MLK called for something better, political and social integration. His dream inspired people to live together with a common humanity in a pluralistic democracy. In 2021, as society's fracture on new and old fault lines and problems, MLK reminds us that some fault lines were bridged, that some hopes can become reality, and that love can triumph over hate and violence. The caveat is that those bridges require sacrificial toil and that love is costly, sometimes bloody costly. He reminds us that the change requires not just pithy takedowns and posts, but change requires policy change and failures, conversations and compromise about our common humanity and about our common dreams.
3: The movement for social change has entered a time of temptation to despair because it is clear now how deep and systematic are the evils it confronts. That is a strong temptation to despair of programs and actions and to dissipate energy in hysterical talk. That is a temptation to break up into mutually suspicious extremist groups in which blacks reject the participation of whites and whites reject the realities of their own history.
0: Dr. King represents a lot to me and he's really important to me as someone who's white and someone who grew up in the U.S. and in a mostly white town. I wasn't familiar with race, and I was very much shielded with race. And, you know, all the people in my life who were pretty much white, like, reaffirmed the idea that, you know, everyone's the same, everyone's equal. And for me, when I switched to a school that wasn't in my neighborhood, that had people of all identities where the population was predominantly not white, I started listening to Dr. King because I wanted to learn about race and I wanted to learn about my identity in race and what this whiteness that you know I am and that I represent what what that means and I started learning about how Dr. King believed in black liberation and in black life and in The not just um, tolerance, but the respect and the acceptance of black bodies and black life. And that really hit me as something so, so important. And that's something that especially in the U.S. right now, we're failing to see, and we've always failed to see, because the U.S. has always been set up in this way, where anyone who is not white, and especially people who are black or are African American, are seen as not humans. And we can see it hasn't really changed. And to me, Dr. King just reaffirms that we need to see our differences, and respect our differences, and Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter.
10: Dr. King means to me of someone who believed in persevering for a greater good, Here's a man who saw a world around him as being unjust and he persevered and he continued to fight for what he believed was right, that living in an unjust world is not right, should not be acceptable for anyone. Those that have the just society on their side and those that do not and his ability to persevere for equality and later in life equity to me, stands the testament of time because we still live in a world that is not fully just, that is not equal for all peoples, and is definitely not equitable. And I think this is something that I have really learned to respect in Dr. King as I've gotten older and have learned much more about him.
6: When I think of Martin Luther King, I think of how every year in any school, elementary school, high school, every Martin Luther King Day, they played to its entirety the I Had a Dream speech. And I think I remember the first couple times I heard the speech, and it was over these really old style loudspeakers. And you heard this voice. And I remember thinking, is that, that can't be a person. Is that like some kind of otherworldly God, God's voice, or something, because it was different than a real person. Anyway, I just remember the power and the beauty of his voice. That is what is everlasting for me. And the silence of all the children in the room, the one time out of the year.
3: So we've come here today to dramatize a shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back, marked insufficient funds.
11: For me, Martin Luther King symbolizes hope and resilience. He showed the people that peaceful protest and nonviolence can catalyze change and bring people together. Even though he suffered many hardships during his life, in particular in his childhood, he never gave up to fight against injustice for the greater good. He also said, quote, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Here again, as one of the major leaders of the civil rights movement, he illustrated that hate does not solve problems in the long run, whereas love and peaceful guidance will bring people further than hate. He preaches that people must transform their feelings of hopelessness and hatred into feelings of love and positivity. Martin Luther King inspired people to think differently, be more thoughtful about one's actions and find diverse ways to evoke change. All this is what he has taught me.
3: it should be evident that this generation is in substantial ferment. Even the large group that is not disaffected from society is putting forward basic questions. When the less sensitive supporters of the status quo try to argue against some of these condemnations and challenges, they usually cite the technological marvels our society has achieved. However, that only reveals their poverty of spirit. Mammoth productive facilities with computer minds, cities that engulf the landscape and pierce the clouds. These are awesome, but they cannot be spiritually inspiring. Nothing in our glittering technology can raise man to new heights because material growth has been made an end in itself. In the absence of moral purpose, man himself becomes smaller as the works of man become bigger. Another distortion in the technological revolution is that instead of strengthening democracy at home, it has helped to eviscerate it. Gargantuan industry and government woven into an intricate, computerized mechanism leaves a person outside. The sense of participation is lost. The feeling that ordinary individuals influence important decisions vanishes and man becomes separated and diminished. When an individual is no longer a true participant, when he no longer feels a sense of responsibility to his society, the content of democracy is emptied. When culture is degraded and vulgarity enthroned, when the social system does not build security but induces peril, inexorably the individual is impelled to pull away from a soulless society. This process produces alienation. Perhaps the most pervasive and insidious development in contemporary society. Alienation is not confined to our young people, but it is rampant among them. Yet alienation should be foreign to the young. Growth requires connection and trust. Alienation is a form of living death. It is the acid of despair that dissolves society.
12: MLK, or Martin Luther King Jr., made me think about who I am as a person, what my place in this world is and should be, and made me think about the privileges that I have as a white male. I feel like a lot of people talk about MLK as fighting for civil rights, fighting for equal rights, fighting for human rights, or as a preacher. And I feel like not enough people talk about his political views because they like who he is without his political views. But I I feel like it's important to to see the entire picture. The Mona Lisa wouldn't be his painting if you only look at the face. You know, the background is also important to what that painting means to society and what it means to our culture. He once said... Um, This world has economic socialism for the rich and rugged individualism for the poor. He also taught me what like human dignity was, that like you should have kindness and respect to anyone, even if they don't believe in your existence or in your rights. I feel like that's a very hard thing to believe. And he also taught me that with enough effort, perseverance and trust in yourself, that that you can do anything.
3: The Negro freedom movement would have been historic and worthy, even if it had only served the cause of civil rights. But its laurels are greater because it stimulated a broader social movement that elevated the moral level of the nation. Young people learned that in opposing the tyrannical forces that were crushing them, they added stature and meaning to their lives. The alliance of Negro and white youth that fought bruising engagements with the status quo inspired each other with a sense of moral mission. And both gave the nation an example of self-sacrifice and dedication.
13: When you prompted me to think about what Dr. King means to me, I first thought of the U2 song, Pride, in the name of love. Here's an excerpt from that. One man come in the name of love, one man, he come and go. One man comes he to justify, one man to overthrow. In the name of love, what more in the name of love? In the name of love, what more in the name of love? The other song that came to my mind was, The Cost by Rend Collective, and here's an excerpt from that song. I've counted up the cost, oh, I've counted up the cost. Yes, I've counted up the cost, and you are worth it. I do not need safety as much as I need you. You're dangerous, but Lord, you're beautiful. I'll chase you through the pain, I'll carry my cross. Cause real love is not afraid to bleed. Jesus, take my all, take my everything. I've counted up the cost, and you're worth everything. Wow, acting in the name of love, realizing that real love is not afraid to bleed. That is why MLK is one of my role models, who also includes Sophie Scholl, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Mahatma Gandhi, and of course, Jesus. They all did the right thing and courageous thing in the name of love, and in the end paid for it with their life, but I hope and believe it was worth it. To quote Sophie Scholl, So ein herrlicher Tag, und ich soll gehen, aber was liegt an unserem Leben, wenn wir es damit schaffen, tausende von Menschen aufzurütteln und wachzurücken?
14: We shall overcome, we shall overcome, we shall overcome someday. Shall overcome someday. It was January of 1993 in Phoenix, Arizona. I had been living in that city for seven years and had witnessed only the final few chapters of the struggle to have Martin Luther King Jr. Day recognized as a legal holiday. Arizona was one of the last states to do so, and the day had finally been voted in two months before. I had the thrill of attending a celebration with 19,000 other people in the city's football stadium. The highlights for me were the presence of Rosa Parks and performances by Stevie Wonder. We still have a long ways to go before we reach the dream that Martin Luther King Jr. had, and I'd like to think we're making progress Albeit slowly, we shall live in peace. We shall live in peace. We shall live in peace some day.
3: self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood I have a dream that one day that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. This is our hope this is a faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, We will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrims' pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring and when this happens, when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty we are free at last.